Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Dan. Dan uses Navy Federal Credit Union to save and invest. Luckily for him, Navy Federal takes the legwork out of managing his money, which gives Dan time to work on other things, like his new auctioneering hobby. If you want to be like Dan, learn about our savings and investment options at NavyFederal.org slash save and invest. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Bidder number 63. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio.
Inside Special Teams, a podcast where we spotlight some of the great single-season teams in sports history, also some of the not-great ones that we all remember. I'm Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. Our show is on Fox Sports Radio, heard Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. And we love doing this show for you. So far in the run, we have spotlighted big teams that have won the Super Bowl, teams that have fallen short, NBA teams that have won it all. And now we get back to an NFL team that really announced the rebirth of their franchise. And that is the 1996 Green Bay Packers. This is a team that saw Brett Favre go from, hey, he's a lot of fun to be a cultural icon. It saw its share of controversy. It saw its share of highs and lows. And it saw the beginning of the birth of a rivalry that still exists today that has nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers. How's that for a tease, Mr. Fung? That is what you call a nice long lead in NFL history. And Brett Favre, the icon, as you say, from Gene's ads to his commentary to his retirement on and off again, going on about a decade. Uh, but this was the place that cemented him, cemented his spot in NFL lore and made him bulletproof from any type uh, of battling about a career that should have been in this moment. In 1996, Brett Favre was 27 years old. He wasn't the grizzled, gray hair, wearing Wrangler jeans guy that we've known him for later on in his career. He was the gunslinger, the guy that liked to throw the ball up and down the field. And the Packers were coming off of a loss to the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game in 1995, 38-27. The Packers entered this season as one of the the prohibitive favorites to win the Super Bowl. And this season, they were dominant in every facet of the game. They finished number one in total points, number one in total offense, number one ranked in total defense, number one ranked in special teams. When you finish number one ranked in all of those categories, you should win the Super Bowl. Seems like you have to finish the job, right? And I'm sure uh, as we go through all, out all our sports, uh, as we chronicle these teams, good, bad, and ugly. There's a few that had some league leaders that failed miserably. But here, they were the first to be first in offense and defense since the 72 Dolphins. We're talking lofty company in terms of what they were able to accomplish and week in, week out, just the heroics of Brett Favre and that offense and Reggie White getting that defense up and ready to play. So what was it like for the Packers heading into the season? Well, the draft wasn't great. They got a couple of decent players out of it, but it was really about free agency. They brought in wide receiver Don Beebe, who was best known for losing four Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills. Desmond Howard, who we're going to have a lot on him later on. Eugene Robinson. These were all new faces to add to some of the cast of characters they had on this team that were all pro caliber guys. Leroy Butler is a guy that doesn't really get the the run he deserves one of the best safeties I've seen in the National Football League. This was Reggie White, the late Reggie White in the middle of his dominance. This was Gilbert Brown when he was such a a huge, he he was like a like, like an iconic like a pulp iconic figure because he was so heavy, but he stopped the running games of all the opposing teams. He was so big up the middle. I mean, there was a lot of guys on this team that were just larger than life. Even you want to get into Jim McMahon, who was the backup quarterback coming off the 85 Bears. You know, here you are 10, 11 years later. Guess what, guys? Get another Super Bowl ring. Still hanging around and still there and never looked quite right in a Packers uniform. No, never did. If you're from never Chicago, uh, like yours truly, that's still the 
trading cards and images of him in a Packers uni uh, with the visor on still leave you a little bit confused. But you, you look at the way this team was built, and, and we had uh, Keith Jackson was a huge contributor here coming over from Miami. Yeah, but, wasn't Mark Shimura being the number one tight end, which he turned into later on in his career. Yeah. It was Keith Jackson who had a great season. Three Pro Bowls eventually for Chimura and some off-field uh, issues. A number of those guys from yeah. this Packers yeah. team actually found themselves in some trouble. But you go into the season, and of your starters, right, the guys that are listed at the top of the de- depth chart, which included Chimura, you had nine guys that were homegrown. Nine guys that were Packer guys outside of, obviously, Brett Favre coming over from Atlanta. Most of your stars were guys that you had picked right off out of the draft or signed as an un- undrafted free agent and plugged right in. I mean, that's that's a pretty impressive run. And we think about how much in today's NFL things are turned over and you, you get a, a little bit of just the mishmash and now trades becoming more in, in vogue than they ever were, certainly at this time, that you had that many guys that were and for the Packers, this was new, right? Going into free agency and acquiring players that way, as you mentioned, all those guys that came in, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, that was a new way of doing business for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it was all, look, we had have this image of the Packers as throwing the ball up and down the field and being able to run it because this is Dorsey Levins, your favorite player. It was Bennett, always fun. Look, Edgar Bennett was really good. He was the, the guy coming into the season, supposed to be the running back. Mm-hmm. Antonio Freeman turned out to be really good. Robert Brooks was great until he got hurt to make a midseason trade for Andre Risen, but it was about the defensive side of the ball, too. And people forget that this is and the special teams aspect of it with Desmond Howard. But this was a completely fulfilled team on all three facets of the game. And that's something, you know, people just don't remember that. Well, you look at the the special teams, how appropriate with the name, right? You had seven different players that contributed to kickoff returns. They averaged 22 yards per return led by Howard and Beebe. And on the punt side of things, you're, you're looking at double the yardage per punt return than you allowed for your opponent. The special teams coordinator here was Nolan Cromwell career as a safety in the National (laughs) Football League comes in and he's dominating special teams and obviously the Packers coaching staff just littered with guys that would go on to become NFL head coaches some of which are, are legendary but you know far completing passes to 13 different players five different guys with more than 30 receptions your leader was Freeman with 56. Just the way the difference in the game now where you don't have that number one go-to guy that sees 900 targets as we have in a couple of examples. But for Favre, 3,900 yards, 39 touchdown, 13 interceptions. I mean, the touchdown to interception ratio matched what he did the year before where he hit some ridiculous marks, including 4,400 passing yards here. A little shy, but Bennett and Levins, as you mentioned, a good one. One-two combination didn't dominate, but they kept the chains moving and kept this offense humming to give Favre another fresh set of downs to find guys. And Keith Jackson, again, dominating in the red zone with his 10 touchdowns, just set the mark. So while the Packers are getting set on their run to dominance and their return to glory, what else was going on in the world in 1996? 1996. 
1996, the world was introduced to the Macarena. Even though it had been recorded a couple of years ago, it didn't become a hit till 1996. I can still do the Macarena. Please don't. There were only 100,000 websites. That's it. In 1996. You think that's a lot? There's a billion websites now. Yeah, that a sounds A billion. Right. Yeah. All of them have to do with the New York Jets. No. <laughs> Dolly the Sheep was cloned. The first mammal to be successfully cloned. Major League Soccer made its debut in April of 1996. Long before Zlatan. Oh, I'll tell you what. I love Zlatan. My of course, he was playing Zlatan. professional soccer by then, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, Pretty close. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He was getting there. And in the NFL, the big story was the return of football to Baltimore. As the Browns had left, packed up, were leaving, and now they become (laughs) the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean, late late in there, I mean, when we're talking about the the fun of pop culture, I mean, our favorite movie, Sling Blade, got mm-hmm. released. How much you want for them French fried potatoes? <laughs> I'll get me some of the big ones. So that's what it looked like in 1996 as the Green Bay Packers began their run to immortality. Coming up next, it didn't start all that great for the Packers because Brett Favre, Kind of had a big toe stub in the offseason. We'll get to that as the special teams podcast continues. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, the 1996 Green Bay Packers. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. As we continue on with the special teams podcast, as we look back at the Green Bay Packers of 1996, Super Bowl champions, getting set to enter this season, Brett Favre was coming out of rehab for painkillers. This is a very big story. This is when I was a a producer at Fox Sports 1, which was Fox Sports News, which started in 1996. So that's another big thing that happened in that year was the first year of Fox challenging ESPN for superiority across the sports landscape. But for Brett Favre, you talk about Internet earlier just starting to come into its own, right? And Mm -hmm. people starting to push pages. And what are you doing? You were writing about your local heroes. And so that became the Brett Favre hero worship because this is at at the best. And what do people like? A good comeback story. And coming out of rehab, that was it. He had won the MVP the year before. And he had had 
ascended to being, hey, he's a star. And with this Super Bowl, he went to icon, where it was no matter what he did, we loved Brett Favre. Well, and that's it. Was, it. He and just he was, made that transformation. Some people loved him. I love Brett Favre. I hate how cocky he is, how arrogant he is. But he won the Super Bowl. And he become, Everybody loves Brett Favre. But that was the funny thing, right? Always the perception of arrogant and cocky versus just being excitable. Mm-hmm. Right, because we still have that battle with quarterbacks all these years later. Right, we're almost a quarter century later, and it's still that same battle of all right, how much emotion can they show on the field? Like Brett Favre was the guy running down to headbutt his his receivers mm-hmm. or his linemen, things that Jim McMahon Throwing was passes doing. lefty right? underhand, but, but all sure. that craziness, and it was always all right. What is he? Cocky versus just confident in what he can do and having fun, right? Because we, we go through his career as a whole, right? When he had the big Monday night game after his father's death and the emotion that he showed there, but the, the gamer, right? Guy who kept showing up for work. Mm. How many quarterbacks that we, we do the, how many games in a row have they played? Ah, he's got another 12 <laughs> seasons to catch Favre kind of thing going on. So the guy that always laced him up and wanted to be out there. And so it was always tough to reconcile, but you always needed that Super Bowl. You never want to be in that category. And we have it with a, so many NBA guys that met the unfortunate end of the Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon era that are, yeah, they were really great, but they never won a title. Brett Favre at least secured one here. So whatever happened for the rest of his career, as chaotic as it got with the semi-retirement, your Jets run, going to uh, Minnesota, everything yeah. else, that it didn't matter because he had one of those in the books. And this was a comeback of the brand of the Green Bay Packers, who had built the NFL in the early days mm-hmm. with the Super Bowls early on, but really had gone dormant. They had a couple of years in the 80s where they were fun. They had James Lofton, but they really came back into prominence in 1995-96. Look, Favre wins the MVP. They make it to the NFC Championship game. And they start out in 1996 like gangbusters. They're going to beat the crap out of everybody. They beat Tampa Bay 34-3 to open the season. They beat the Eagles 39-13. They beat the Chargers 42-10. And suddenly it's, boy, the Packers going to score 40 points every week. You you knew right away they were still legit off of last year, and they were announcing themselves as the team to beat. And it was a very workmanlike year. They you know they they stubbed their toe against the Minnesota Vikings, but they scored 31 against the Seahawks, 37 against the Bears. And before you know it, it's well we just got to put the Packers in the Super Bowl, don't we? I mean, they kind of have to get there. Well, the way we do things now, you crown them week to week, and here every week they're putting up 30 points a game, right? They average what, 28.6 for the season, and you're seeing the early beatdowns, but with all of Favre's greatness, and you're talking about four touchdown games time and time again, is is what that defense was doing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't necessarily getting the same run, because like everybody loves the quarterback, right? They're the ones that get the headlines. Yeah, and the defense had to, because the offense then started to hit some rough patches, mm-hmm. right? They play their first Monday night game in 10 years when, when they beat Philadelphia. They play Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers in October, and Robert Brooks, who was becoming a star. I remember having Robert Brooks in fantasy. He was back a big here. deal, yeah. Right? He had the yeah, big, yeah. long 90 yard touchdown. 
He gets hurt, hurts his knee. He is done for the season. They still win the game, but now they're without Robert Brooks. What do they do? They go out and make a trade for Andre Risen, who is always talented as hell and wore out his welcome in Atlanta. Was Bad Moon Risen, a TJ Bad Moon Risen, was he going to work in Green Bay? Andre Risen comes in, Antonio Freeman breaks his arm, and he misses nearly six weeks of action. But it doesn't matter because the Packers machine kept rolling. They kept scoring points. They kept winning games. It was some kind of thing to see you lose your top two wide receivers for a long period of time and still doesn't matter. We're still winning football. Well, they kept finding next man up, right? We mentioned the acquisition in the offseason of Don Beebe, who's number four that was able to rise up. And, you know, one of those guys that was just a, a steady, reliable, not a world beater, played well on special teams, but was able to move the chains and come up with big catches when they needed him to. And certainly they they had a couple of hiccups and a, and a couple of games that they made made you sweat and wonder if it was going to come off the rails. But overall, they were able to weather the storm. That two-headed running attack also helping along the way. They come into a game on my birthday, November 18th of 1996, against the Dallas Cowboys. And that was kind of the under-the-radar storyline for the Packers that season in Green Bay was, we got to beat the Cowboys. Now, you right? glossed over Steve Bono a, beating them the week before, sorry, just Steve, because of Steve Bono. Just to mention Steve Bono. Why well, didn't you mention, you know, Doug Peterson was the third-string quarterback on this team. I mean, <laughs> That's Eagles awesome. Went on to coach the Eagles, win the Super Bowl. Well, he, he, guaranteed a, he guaranteed a Super Bowl win during the middle of all this. Don't you remember? <laughs> but on November 18th, they played Dallas, and it was, we got to beat Dallas. That's where our road to the Super Bowl goes through. And like I said, they lost them in the NFC title game. They lose to them to drop to eight and three. Dallas kicks seven field goals Bonio. in this game. You played Chris Boniol in fantasy that week, boy. How happy were yeah, you? Yeah, but can't you, I know this was a big game with, with Al Michaels and company, but can't you just hear Pat Summerall? Boniol. Boniol. 47. <laughs> Good. 18 to 7. Come on. You, you can hear it in your head. I mean, murder. <laughs> She wrote. So <laughs> that's the last loss that the Packers would have that game. The offense played terribly, and the Cowboys were able to shut them down. And as much as the Packers and their faithful wanted the Cowboys, at this point they had to be pretty nervous about it. Because as well as they've played, now they're 8-3, and three, they're having mm -hmm. a good season, they can't beat the Cowboys. They lost to them. Now they got everything this year. Yes, you can say we have guys injured, a couple of wide receivers hurt. We're trying to figure things out. But you know they have to be near back of their heads is, can we really beat the Cowboys? Well, because this was a game, again, all field goals. And this wasn't a particularly crisp game for, for Troy Aikman, 24-35, 206 yards. Emmett Smith was 20 for 76, far below their normal brilliance that you had throughout the year. Michael Irvin, five catches, 66 yards. You were able to take the triplets and shut them down, and you still lose and don't have a, a fight at all, right? A late touchdown, Favre to, to rookie Derek Mays. That's all that, that they had offensively for this game. So, yeah, it's, it sets up after thinking about the title game of the year before that are, are we going down the same road? A lot of dominating performances, but really just a regular season team. They right the ship. They win their last five. They're not really threatened in any of these games. So they head to the playoffs, home field advantage all the way through at 13 and three, and they're feeling good. But still, the specter of the Cowboys is hanging over them. 
Nothing affects them their first playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. They score 14 in the first quarter. They beat the Niners 35-14. A big game from Desmond Howard, who has one long kick return plus a kick return for a touchdown. He had been somewhat silent earlier on in the year, and he was someone who I remember almost didn't make the team, but I think he returned a kick for a touchdown in the last preseason game, and the, and the Packers said, okay, let's keep him, and boy, were they glad they kept him, because in the playoffs, it was Desmond Howard time, and for Desmond, it was the validation to his career, coming out as the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. winner, the Heisman pose you still see on TV now, and he kind of meandered around a bit. And it was, boy, this is a guy that was so decorated in college, but was kind of a tweener. And finally, at least said, you know, I can give you my NFL legacy in the 1996 playoffs, especially because of how it ended. But we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But still, this was the validation of him for his career. So the Packers beat the 49ers 35-14. And they're thinking, Cowboys, Cowboys, we can't wait for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys had problems of their own because going into the playoffs, this was when the whole White House stuff came up, the Cowboys, that they were running a house where players were there and they brought women in for sex and drugs. Michael Irvin was in the middle of a huge controversy back then in which his status for the playoffs was up in the air. And the debate was, should Michael Irvin be allowed to participate in the playoffs? Because, look, the controversy was pretty bad. It was a lot of bad things about sex and drugs and Irvin was at the center of this and going into this game the entire week was will Dallas do the right thing and bench Michael Irvin I mean that was the conversation I mean he turned out being involved in a in a sexual allegation that turned out to be dropped and not pursued but it wasn't until weeks later so this what you have a game coming up in four or five days and when you have all of this brothel type behavior swirling around you it was a huge groundswell for hey Michael Irvin shouldn't play in this game but the Cowboys were still one step away from the NFC championship well it's good that Roger Goodell wasn't in charge then now isn't it they wouldn't have played the game you might have have just said you know what we've got to wait for this to finish and we'll come back you're out We'll play another time. (laughs) They were awaiting the upstart Carolina Panthers, who, surprising everybody, wait a minute, they just started. How are they this good? Michael Irvin gets hurt in the beginning of the game. Can't play the rest of the way, and it doesn't matter because the Carolina Panthers just smoke the Cowboys and move on to the NFC Championship game. Kerry Collins. And as much as, I mean, look, Kerry Collins, this is in his heyday coming off of Penn State, the best he has played. He did have a resurgence with the Giants a couple of years later, made it to the Super Bowl, and then a little bit with the Titans Mm -hmm. about seven or eight years later. So he kind of had an up-and-down career, but this was Kerry Collins might be a great quarterback. The Panthers win big, and now the Packers have to be saying to themselves, all right, oh, we're bummed we didn't get the Cowboys, but were they really bummed? Because you knew you were going to roll over this new team. Here they are in the NFC Championship game. They're going to come in eyes wide, whereas the Cowboys were a team that knew what it took to win. They were Super Bowl champions. As much as you wanted to play them, you had to be wiping your brow going, okay, I'm kind of glad we didn't draw the Cowboys because things could have ended different. Well, you'd already just- Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just lost the the last two matchups handily. I mean, they, they, they've taken care of you both times. The only thing with Carolina is that you did have an opportunistic defense, and they took advantage of some blunders by Troy Aikman in the prior round. He finished with three interceptions and fewer than 200 passing yards. So to that end, having had your injured wide receivers and looking for that next man up each and every ta- every game, trying to find that next hot weapon downfield for Brett Favre, that perhaps there's a little bit there, but 
to your point, the bright light, and you had a defense that was more than happy to try to get after Kerry Collins and force the youngster into mistakes. So with the Panthers visiting Lambeau Field, the, the Packers fans I talked to that remember this game all tell me the same thing. Boy, I was nervous because it started out poorly. The Packers couldn't get on the scoreboard. The Panthers got an early touchdown, and it seemed like everybody was nervous waiting for something to happen. And Favre throws a touchdown to Dorsey Levins, and that's when the Packers kind of go on a roll. They take the lead at halftime. They outscore the Panthers in the second half, 13-3, and it really isn't close. It's more of a machine-like victory for the Packers, and they're where we expect them to be in the Super Bowl. We're awaiting them is Bill Parcells and the Patriots. Yeah, when you, you look at the way that game flowed uh, second half, and Freeman gets the touchdown to put them ahead, and then Chris Jackie. Packers Hall of Famer. We'll talk more about him a little bit. Oh, later. I had him on my fantasy team too. Yeah, well, well, uh, it's a great name. We'll talk about him a little bit more, but Edgar Bennett, the run game takes over and they just kind of grind it out, take advantage of the fact that you had a reliable kicker and cruise to a 30-13 win. And then on the other side, you've got Drew Bledsoe ready to roll it up. So this was what was awaiting in New Orleans for Super Bowl 31. Coming up next as we continue on the special teams podcast, the game that was and the experience that was New Orleans from a guy who was there for the entire time, only somewhat sober. I was going to say, you remember all this? Uh, Someone write it on your arm? I was was told some of this. I was told some of it. (laughs) Oral history of a trip to New Orleans with Jason Smith. It's like the oral history of the zombie war, except it's now about the Green Bay Packers and the Super Bowl in 1997. That's coming up next right here as the Special Teams Podcast rolls on. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. The week 
fact, it was Super Bowl 31. I remember it very well. First Super Bowl I worked and attended as I was a producer for Fox Sports News, which is now Fox Sports 1. This is a big deal because this was Fox's first Super yeah. Bowl. It, well, yeah. right, this was a big watershed moment. Welcome to the club. You know, people have always had the memory of the NFL being on Fox, but when the NFL went to Fox in the mid-90s, it was, well, wait a minute, Fox? They're married with always, children? Yeah, it was ABC, NBC, CBS, and they would always circle around who else would get it, which two would get it, who would get left out, and then Fox comes in with a bid, and it's like, whoa, Fox? Really? The Simpsons? Simpsons, Fox? Married with Children, and raunchy teen comedies. That's it. <laughs> so here's the first game that Fox had in the Super Bowl. We were there covering it, and it was a big Fox versus ESPN week because we knew that we needed to have a good week because everybody was tuning into our programming. Sure. Everybody was sampling. We had to have a big week. So what did it begin with? Well, for me, it began with arriving in New Orleans, going out for my very first night in New Orleans with a bunch of people. Uh-oh. And we go to a bar, and the waitress comes up to me and says, Hey, honey, what'd you like to have for a drink? And I was like, oh, I love your accent. And I said, well, I, what do you have on tap? I'm going to have a course. He goes, honey, y'all in New Orleans, you got to have a hurricane. I said, okay, hurricane. Uh -oh. So I order a hurricane. Worst drink in the world. If we could sound an alarm here, oh, this is where it goes off the rails. All this rum, it's terrible, but it's a huge drink. And I go, oh, this is so bad. I can't wait to finish this and get a beer. I can't wait. And so I'm sitting so for like sweet 20 and minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's, I'm like, oh, this is just the war. Oh, my God. So we're sitting there talking, and my friends are going, you really don't like it? I go, no. I go, oh, let me taste. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So I'm finishing. I'm waiting. I'm going, oh, my God, finally, finish it. And I flag the waitress down. She comes over and says, what are you all going to have? And I said, I'm another one of these. <laughs> It was just in that moment. Hey, yeah, I'll have another one. You tried to pick uh, up on this woman while you're uh, at it? No, no, no. I mean, like, good hey, God. It's like, this is hey, great. this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to have a hurricane. You told me I needed to have a hurricane. Uh, the next day, they had an outing to Brett Favre's home, which was in Kill, Mississippi. They had a big yeah. bus going to Brett okay, Favre's sure. home. So in the meeting, we were going to go. I said, well, we got to go to Brett Favre's house. And our executive producer says, no, blank that. We do our own stories. <laughs> Right? Like, let ESPN go and do that. We'll do our own stories. I said, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to go meet the chicken man. And I said, <laughs> well, what, what do you mean? He goes, he's really famous down here. He's a big voodoo priest. You got to go see the chicken man. I'm like, okay. So we go to meet the chicken man. Uh, we get to his house, and he's got all kinds of alligator heads all around his and house. And friends on the other side. He's, was this the beginning yeah, of Dr. Facilier? He, he was a little bit. Uh, he was. A little, he had a big walking stick, <laughs> and he had a big, long beard, and he would, you know, he had all these different, you know, things he showed us, the, all these little statues and everything. I go, you got one for Brett Favre. You got one for this. And we, like, brought, like, little dolls of Favre and Bledsoe, and he, like, getting out your starting lineup dolls. Him. Yeah, it was just insane. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here at the chicken man's house. So we get him to do a couple of things and we bring it back and that's the story we run. ESPN runs our, hey, here's Brett Favre's home in Kill, Mississippi and his dad, Irv Favre and all this. We're going, hey, we went to see the chicken man in, in New Orleans. And I got to say, it was pretty fun. So much more flavor. I mean, look, you love the story of Favre, his background and his family and whatever. Now you can do that on... Yeah, on any any one of the number of nationally televised games. I told you the executive producer was really happy. Oh, you got the chicken man in. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's great. That's good. I like that. And um, he says to me, all right, that was a really good feature. I said, all right, what, what do you want me to do now? He says, well, uh, we'll, we'll figure stuff out, but we're going to go back and forth and do some different things. I said, all right, fine. I said, I completely get it. He goes, go could do a feature on Bourbon Street. I said, what? He goes, whatever you see. 
So whatever I see, whatever you see on Bourbon Street, take a camera, go. We'll do a whole big flavor of New Orleans. We'll pixelate like, whatever okay. we need to pixelate. First thing I see is women on top of this balcony yeah. on Bourbon Street. And there's a guy down, like I guess good looking dude, I don't even remember. And he's standing there and he's calling up going, come on, throw me some beads. Because every people will do anything for beads. I mm -hmm. mean, it's anything for just like $2 beads. And the woman go, take your pants off. And the guy takes his pants off. Not just his pants, but his underwear, too. So he's standing there, naked from the waist down. Women go, okay, you earned it. And they throw him some beads. He puts them on. Happiest guy in the world. For like Everybody's a, got a like price. A $2 beads. It was, it was a celebrity was like, for the moment. Okay, I felt like I was walking into the, the cantina in Star Wars. What did you do what for I a follow-up? Well, I found out it was open container, so I went and got a beer, and I'm walking down the street going, I'm just drinking a beer. It's like I'm at a big block party. Yeah, it was a new, mean, new world, right? Yeah. The street was amazing. Then I ran into a guy who was dressed like a superhero, except he had a vacuum cleaner on his, uh, like some kind of backpack where there was a vacuum cleaner, okay. and he held the tube like it was his weapon. Mm -hmm. And he kept telling me, he says, you, your eyes bleed from the inside. And he turned on his vacuum and he pointed it at me. And I, and I turned to the camera and I go, you're getting this right? Because this is my, this is my, uh, this is my evidence <laughs> if something happens to me. Like, I don't know what, what's going to come out of this vacuum now. And he's telling me I bleed from the inside the of my reverse. eyes. It was, yeah, but, you know. We, Either that or he was going to suck away your clothes and suddenly you're naked as a jaybird <laughs> like the other guy. <laughs> Maybe it was a long play to get you that way. I mean, so that was Bourbon Street. That's I mean, the next that was, level. I mean, I mean, we've all got a tale or two. It's, I mean, this is Bourbon Street, obviously pre Hurricane Katrina, where it was a, it was debauchery and well, it was anything alcohol wins. and yeah, it was yeah. anything goes, right? Media. It was, it was the Star Wars scene from, from the Cantina. I don't like you either. <laughs> I'm Doctor Evazan. Well, and you've got the karaoke bars. Yeah. You've got people playing music on the street. It's just a whole other world. And well, I'm glad you experienced between the Chicken Man and vacuum cleaner <laughs> superhero. <laughs> guy was insane two stories for a lifetime the big story we were get after i said okay what's the next story and they go sean jones defensive lineman for the Packers, for the Packers good, sure. is gonna retire on our air after the super bowl i was like what he's gonna retire on our air after the super bowl we got to make sure we get there get the cameras he's we're, you know a few minutes after and he's gonna retire we're like oh wow that's gonna be a huge get that was this is really big and as the week was going on we could tell we were doing good things we were doing things that you weren't gonna get on espn because that was sure. kind of like the fox attitude you know we all flew out on a fox plane which i was stunned at. i thought we're all gonna we're all gonna fly it on, on different flights commercial flights no we all flew out on the fox charter you know all the fox people flew out together and it was, it was, it, we felt that we were doing something Team. really big. Yeah. So leading up to the game now, the day of the game comes and the Packers are the favorites over the Patriots, but it's Bill Parcells. And Bill Parcells was in the midst of growing his legend because he had had two Super Bowls with the Giants. And now here he is back with the Patriots of all teams. And the Patriots had Drew Bledsoe. They had Curtis Martin, who later turned into my favorite football player once the Jets signed him. You still have his hand. They were, yeah, I shook his hand for a long time at the Super Bowl. We, we, I, I wish we would have clocked yeah. that. Yeah. That was one of the weirder moments of yeah. our professional careers together. I really thought you were A, going to steal his jaunty hat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he always wears that nice... You know, Kangle kind of, you know, green mm -hmm. Kangle. Yeah. Is, or, or a plaid one is, is what you always see Curtis Martin in. Uh, you're a hero, though. Yeah, I shook his hand and kept shaking his hand and then shook his hand yeah. again at the end. But it was, I met Curtis Martin. No, it was I mean, a big Curtis deal. Martin. No, it was good to see him. Curtis Martin. Yeah. So the game comes and it starts out like gangbusters. Second play of the game, a play that everybody remembers. 
Brett Favre throws a touchdown pass to Andre Risen. He runs down the field with his helmet off in his hand. And I said, this is going to be a blowout. Packers are going to kill the Patriots in this game. That's not how it turned out. The Patriots were able to control the game a bit. They actually took the lead 14-10 after the first quarter. And it was, whoa. Patriots might be able to win this game here. For hang on a second, we, we nobody gave them a chance no. because of the way the Packers blow, blow through the regular season and and through the playoffs. But it was wait a minute, Packers are giving the Patriots all they can handle here in the Super Bowl. Keith Byers, Ben Coates. You look at the way that team was constructed. I mean, Drew Bledsoe uh, putting up over four thousand yards, about one one and a half touchdowns to interceptions. So he was gettable, mm-hmm. and he would get uh, be gettable as the game wore on. But your guy Curtis. Martin and from a receiving perspective you know Terry Glenn was the big star along with Ben Coach but that was really it right the defense at that point Ben Coach gets the touchdown everybody takes a pause takes a deep breath they watch the Blues Brothers James Brown and ZZ Top and have, that's right they put Jim Belushi in front of America well I kind of had to no they didn't <laughs> No, they didn't. <laughs> he loves Chicago. You're from Chicago. How do you not? No, like they keep propping that guy up like he's super fan. Here he is. Hey, he's a Blackhawks fan. Here he is. Now I'm a Cub fan. Then sure. he tried to be a White Sox fan, just like John Cusack. He was in according to, to Jim. He was on Saturday Night Live. He did according to Jim. <laughs> So after the Patriots get out, the Packers have a huge second quarter. They outscore New England 17-0. So they take a 27-14 lead into halftime. And this is when it's a fait accompli, right? The Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. They have a huge lead. They're going to roll it up against the Patriots in the second half. This is what we are waiting to see. And things didn't start out that well. Curtis Martin, with a big touchdown run, cuts the lead to 27-21. And again, it was, boy... Every time it looks like the Packers are going to pull away, here come the Patriots hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And I've seen Bill Parcells play many games like this where defensively he has stayed close. They've scored just enough points and they've pulled it out at the end. And being a Jets fan, I'm watching this going, I'm going to watch Bill Parcells win the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Well, you know, I'm going to watch Vinatieri's it. there, right? And he's doing Vinatieri things. So if you can get within his leg being the difference maker, he was automatic as the years have gone on. You know, time gets everybody. But at this point, you had a reliable kicker. Bledsoe was capable of the big play. And so at 27-21, a little bit of let's go to commercial break. Everybody's now a bit anxious in their homes, and we got ourselves a game. And then we come back from commercial, and what happens? Desmond Howard wins Super Bowl MVP, returning the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown. The Packers lead bows back out to two touchdowns, 35-21. No scoring in the fourth quarter. The Packers were able to close it down defensively. You could have named anybody from the Packers defense as MVP. Reggie White played well. You had a, you had a, you had a horde of players who, when it came time to close this game, it wasn't the quarterback. It wasn't Brett Favre. Sure, he had a good game, but it wasn't, hey, we're putting up a bunch of points. It was the defense keeping the Patriots out of the end zone for the final 15-plus minutes. Desmond Howard, four kick returns, 154 yards, and another 90 yards in punt returns. 244 total. I mean, you're talking about changing the the field of play and giving your offense a shot and, and then letting that defense get after it, right? Because they, they had caused turnovers over the course of the day. Bledsoe finished with four interceptions, so they certainly feasted on him at times. But for Desmond Howard, this was 
that moment. You know, the MVP, and we we debate this every year when we go through. I mean, every once in a while, there's just an obvious guy. Mm-hmm. But how many times you go into defense and special teams, like, all right, which guy are they going to pick? But, no, Desmond Howard, obviously the difference maker, and put that final nail in the coffin. Well, this was this was also where when you vote for MVP in a Super Bowl, sometimes it's what's the one big play that did it. Like Malcolm Smith's interception return for a touchdown for the Seahawks, which yeah, we talked about already about. Sure. on special teams. Was he the best player on the field? He made the biggest play. Desmond Howard, 244 yards, return yards. He also made the biggest play. When things got nervous, he returned a kick for a touchdown, and that won the game. So, I, yeah, I, I completely get him winning MVP and validating his career. Well, there's his entire NFL career. I mean, this is it, right? He, he played a number of years, but for him, the 96 Packer run, and most folks would identify, they'd just go back to college, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, some, to some degree, you forget the heroics, even though he was a, a Super Bowl MVP, right? Because you would just assume as we do most years. Hey, MVPs are just quarterbacks. So just <laughs> hand it over to the quarterback and be done with it. Uh, Favre accounted for three touchdowns totally. He had two touchdowns through the air. He ran another one in, threw for 246 yards. He played very well, didn't get the Super Bowl MVP, and he had to reconcile himself with winning his second straight most valuable player award as he was awarded uh, for this season as well. The game is over. The Packers win. It's it's an incredible day. It's it's Packer backers. It's the cheeseheads are going crazy. It's the return to glory. And now I'm thinking, okay, Sean Jones is going to retire on our, our air. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big deal. Camera goes in, goes on Sean Jones. Sean, you just won the suit. How do you feel? He talks about it. it, it what do you think for, for your career? He says, well, you know, I was thinking about it, but I, I might stick around a while and play. And we were all like, no, come on, man. Really? You know, and I'll never forget the plane ride home. We're all going back, and it's like a a plane ride back for a team after they won a championship because everybody knew that we had killed it, mm-hmm. and Fox had kind of announced themselves as, we're here to stay. Not only do we have Fox TV, but we have Fox Sports News now, which had a really big week. And uh, David Hill, who had run Fox for a long time, gets on the is able to talk to the plane because, you know, it's a chartered plane. It's my only time I ever flew on a chartered plane, I think. And he starts telling us all the numbers that have come in for the Super Bowl and and the X-Files, which came on every oh, sure. Sure, yeah. We were like, yeah, yeah. It was a huge, it was a huge night. You're I, into I, your third hurricane on no, the plane. No, no. You know what I was drinking? I was drinking dead guy ale. Wow. We felt it's, on it's the been way around the airport, that long. Yeah. On the way to the that? airport, we all stopped for something on the way. We said, well, we got to get something to party on the plane with. So I saw this thing. I said, well, it's called dead guy ale. I got to have it. It was terrible. But that's your drinking on the way back on the plane. And everybody's telling stories going, and I remember when on Tuesday it was when we went to the media day. And it was, uh, it was, it was just a huge party on the plane going back because really it was not. I don't want to say it was the birth of Fox Sports, but it was when they cemented that Fox Sports was here and Fox Sports was here to stay. So that was the season for the Green Bay Packers. Brett Favre set a then record with most touchdown passes in a season with 39. He won the MVP, as we said. He was an all-pro selection. Reggie White was the pro bowler. Desmond Howard was the MVP. But what about some of the other guys? What about some of the other guys that we may remember from this team? How about a little Where Are They Now? want to start? You want to start with something really outlandish? Surprise me. All right. How about first off, we go to Robert Brooks, record label owner, 
wide receivers coach, and a minister in Phoenix. That's a lot. He's a that's a busy dude. He's a busy dude. Yeah. Uh, Travis Jervy. Just because I want to get Travis Jervy in on the mix. Yes. All right. So first off, go back to his playing career because this is a nice little anecdote. Is that at one point he and a teammate co-owned a, a lion named Nala. Uh, was but, this after the Lion King? Because it was before the Lion King. That'd be pretty ironic. Yeah, I think right about the time that, oh, okay. it, that it releases. I'm sure in it was terms after, of right? the, the, I don't think we're just calling a lion. No, it, it synced up pretty nicely. But personal trainer. And then he was a, a marketing head for his wife's jewelry. So there you have that. Dorsey Levins. He was in We Are Marshall. He was a prominent role in Medea on the Run. So master thespian. Going all the way back to his playing career when he appeared on Arliss. In 1998, so some credits wanted to be in front of a camera. So from Bob Wall to Tyler Perry, how about Ed- Edgar Bennett? Oh, uh, tell you know, I felt bad for Edgar Bennett because he was the he was the guy, and then Dorsey Levins came in and, and really was the guy that year. And Edgar Bennett went back. Okay, he's a fullback and a running back. He's both. And Edgar Bennett, I thought he was going to have a bigger end of the career than he did. Well, as of 2019, the wide receivers coach for the Oakland Raiders uh, had to deal with Antonio Brown for a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, as you go through, I'm it. done. It's either him or me. And Gilbert Brown, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He was a coach in a number of spots, including the Lingerie League. He's worked with business partners to get uh, bully-proofing curriculum into schools of how to, to deal with being kinder on the playground and around the hallways. Pretty good. Always nice when a big guy can tell you to be kinder. All right, I got two more for you. One, Ad Timmerman, one of the guards. He uh, works for a John Deere dealer, so selling you your... Heavy industrial material. I think a lot of offensive linemen work for John Deere. That kind of works. I would would say there's a ton of them. And then we mentioned Chris Jackie, the kicker for the Packers, now in the Packers Hall of Fame. Uh, Had a career in finance, but started up a player alumni resources. So he's kind of like the gatekeeper to where if you want to book any of these Packer legends, for an event, come out for a golf tournament or an autograph signing. You got to go through you go, you go through his organization, huh. and they do a lot of charitable work, but also provide opportunities and education for guys after their playing careers to make sure they get the resources they need and some financial opportunities as well. Hey, Chris, I have a golf tournament that I'd like to book. So yeah, I can play. No, I don't want you. I want other play. Wait, don't hang up on me. You think he does that? You think he says, well, if it's a guy I have to play or if some things I just have to do it? Well, I think he might want to take some of that on himself. He, I mean, obviously he's going to get his cut as the director, but if he gets to take the whole appearance fee as well, isn't that a win? <laughs> so there's our look back at the year that was for the 1996 Green Bay Packers Super Bowl champions. And if NFL films would do another update on it, it would certainly be a return to glory for the Packers. I'm Jason Smith. I'm Mike Garman. Our show Monday through Friday on Fox Sports. Sports Radio, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. You want to get in on Twitter? Hit us up. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike is at Swollen Dome. Your thoughts on the podcast or your suggestions for future podcasts we could put on here. I'm already getting a lot of people want the early 90s Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's been a really popular one, especially as Bills Mafia has become a thing these last couple of years. I might throw you through a table as part of the podcast. We'll do a video component. We'll see you next time in the Special Teams Podcast. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. 
Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With low-cost Medicare prescription copays at Walgreens, you won't have a Medicare in the world. As a preferred network pharmacy among so many different plans across the country, Walgreens is here to help make Medicare easier. Start filling Medicare prescriptions with your local Walgreens and see how much you could save today. Find lower co-pays with Walgreens as a preferred network pharmacy of AARP Medicare Rx by United Healthcare, WellCare, and Cigna Medicare. Walgreens participates with other plans. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for details. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.